0: But it's more anytime also. <laughs> okay, fine. Mir Hashem is Barach. Mir Hashem is Barach. This is parshas Parshas Vaichi, and then obviously Parshas Vaichi is the is the end of the life of Yaakov Avinu, as the pasuk says, Yaakov. Let's have this He was collected up. He brought his feet together, and he was ultimately he, he perished. He passed away. Now, he had a very hard life. Interestingly enough, right? Keadu Yaakov Avinu our our life. It was ma'at v'ro'im, as he told Parat. It's very interesting, though, because we find a statement specifically by Yaakov Avinu. The Gemara Tainas tells us something very interesting. It's a very interesting discussion between, I think it was between Yitzchak and Ram Nachman. They were sitting at a meal, and I believe it was, Ram Nachman uh, asked Yitzchak, tell me over to Rav He said, can't talk when you're eating. That was the halach he said. He said, but after he finished, he said like this, Yitzchak told over to Ram Nachman, says like this, Yakub did not die. Yeah, it's a There's a lot that's been interpreted about this. Gemara itself acts. They did literally chanut, they did What did they do? They embalmed him. What did they do? They were masping him. You're telling me he didn't die? They buried him. They buried him. So now, he tells them, Ritzchik says, this is what it means. I'm just simply tarshing a PASIK. That you're connected to the, the, the PASIK, in connecting it to the children of the Israel, of Klal Yisrael, the Zer Yisrael. Just like his, the, his children are alive, so too he is alive. So the famous question that's asked, I mean, like, okay, fine, it's very nice, but how come we don't say this by anybody else? Why are we bringing out this idea that Yaakov avinu loy Mace, despite the fact that we see in the passage that he passed away, does we see the fact that he died? What does it mean, Yaakov avinu loy Mace? There's a lot of interpretations. Some mean it literally, literally, the Yaakov is not dead. Okay, that's literally some shatim. Ratshub brings that to shatim, right? Either means it's, it's meant allegorically or it's literally meant literally. So the, actually, Tzadik one of the chasidish rabbis, he in the sefer called Rasisei Laila, gives a very beautiful, interesting explanation. He explains, and it kind of goes into more like Kabbalistic ideas. He says like this, Let's explain. He says death is the disconnection between the body and the soul. The body and the soul throughout the years that we're alive in this world. Hopefully it should be 120 years, whatever, to whatever extent that we live. There is a melding between the soul and the body, but it's really an illusion, because ultimately, we live in a world of Gashmi, the neshama is a Dava Ruchni, it's a spiritual entity that doesn't seem to fit necessarily with the physical world. And, and it's a problem, because the neshama, as we spoke about actually this past week, we spoke about from Mecha Sadiqim, that the neshama desires Dava Ruchni, it doesn't understand Dava Gashmi. But, of course, throughout time and throughout a period of time, the neshama, in living together with the guf for such a long period of time, gets convinced that this is real life. It starts to, in a sense, lose its sense of identity to who it truly is, what it truly is. And the, what's the, in a sense, what is the unish, the, the punishment of death? Says the Roshis says Elayla, when a person passes away... In Kabbalah they call it Chibot HaKever. HaKever means literally like Chabot means to hit it But it means that the soul is disconnected from the body And it stares at its own guf and, and the specific Kabbalah talk about How that's such a tremendous oynish Such a tremendous punishment In being faced with the reality of death Because, it has, because for this entire time it's been alive This neshama has been totally 100% identified Self-identified with this guf And it can't understand why well, I'm, well, I'm here, but I'm here But it, it can't figure it out Meaning to say, it's totally lost its identity. It's totally lost its sense of self. That it has no idea to understand why is it in the ground. Death is a very confusing idea for the neshama. Ah, it says, however, this is helayla. That's only to the extent that a person lived gufdech. As in to say, they only lived in the in the physical entity, the physical realm of this world. That they were gave more and more and more invested more only into the guf as opposed to the spiritual matters, to the things. So once a person, if a person lives on a higher level, then the truth is it's not that confusing. but they're already there. Mamila Zak the the of he says the shot like this. He says, that's Yaakov Avinu Maze. Because Misa is the transition from the period of being a Guf to then redefining yourself as an ashama. But if you lived your entire life as an ashama, then there's it's just a very smooth transition. He's, he's madam to someone just taking off a coat. That's all it is. It's just taking off an ancillary, external part of yourself that really wasn't part of the iker It's an extremely high level. But high. Not God, but not Abram and not oh, so the shaila is good for that. Thank you, Rishka. Which is exactly that. Why is it said specifically by Aqab I mean, the, the other of seems to be like they, I mean, they also were holy Jews. I mean, I hope it's not a controversial statement. You know, like, they were tremendous. Sadiqim Nifloim. Sadiqim Gimur. How is it Shaykh that it's said specifically by Aqab but it's not said by the other of This is the, the question I wanted to kind of address. You know, we say, actually, interesting, we say, going back a few parashies, before we, parashies Vayeshev, Yaakov Beresheva, Sheva, Yaakov, Sheva. Yaakov Sheva grew up. So it says like this, it's not interesting, Rashi, the Rashi says, he quotes from a very famous Mejish that, Bikesh Yaakov Le'shev V'shalva, Yaakov Avina desired to live in Shalva, so the definition of Shalva is interesting, it, says it means in tranquility, and the medjish goes on a whole long thing, I have the medjish in front of me, Hashem says to Loi Dayan, is it not enough? Shu Mesukin Lo Lahem Lo that I have the entire kingdom waiting for them in, in the next world, but they also have action relationship Beshalvah Bemhas. But they also desire Shalvah in this world. Teidu LaChashu Kain Shiyakovinu Al Yidesh The fact that he desired to live with tranquility, Nizdavik Leisitnoi Shal Yosef that he had first Leish Shalvasi Leishikatiti Leishalvasi B'meisav Leishikatmi Lavan LeNachna Medina. He had all these different challenges, love and the abuse of love, on, the abuse of, of course the, the story of, of the story of Dina, he, Esav. All these tremendous terrible stories. But because he was Mavakesh leishu b'shalva alai Yosef. Now I've been hit and smitten with this issue with the Parsha of Yosef being taken down to Mitzrayim and being lost for me. And the Svarm asked I me, mean, is it the Altar of asked this question? Is it, is it so wrong that Yaakov even wanted to live b'shalva? Can you imagine how much Torah a person can learn when they're, living, when they're sitting in the Shava? Oh, would it be amazing? What is the problem? Why do we, it's almost like on his level, is the smallest levels we can even pathway. How if I, I should, my Bakash Shalva should be like Yahweh, in any sense of the term. But why should it be held against him that Yaakov wanted to live in tranquility? I mean, you could accomplish so much in tranquility. So the author of two he gives an explanation. He says like this, there's two types of states a human being can reach. There's Menucha and there's Shalva. Shalva is actually what like, Yaakov was desiring. Shalva is where you have all your needs met. You have money in the bank. The air conditioning is working. There's no Shalom bias problems. Thank God there's no target Gidobonim problems. All this, of course, oh, you think you'll hashtag? Why not? Yeah, of course you'll What happens the minute any of those little things go wrong? Because a person hasn't prepared themselves for the, the possibility of frustration, of challenge, they can't stand up to the challenge. So that's not what we should be searching for. We should not be searching for shalva. What we want, says Dalton DeVardik, is minucha. Minucha means the air conditioning is broken. There is shalom bias problems. There are Chas of Shlom, problems. Chasr shalom with everything else, by the way. Right? There are Pardosah problems. There's health problems, God forbid. There's internal problems. There's external problems. That's what we want to desire. We want to desire not that we should be free from problems, but that we should have the tools and the capabilities to rise through the problems. And that was in a sense, again, who am I to say this? It's only because the Al-Navadik said it. this is the muster that Hashem was giving to, to, to Yaakov Avinu. You want, you want shalva? Shalva doesn't help you grow. It's the menucha that helps you grow. It's the ability to rise through the challenge, not above the challenge. And if there's anybody that can understand what it means, that a person can go through challenges and go through pain, you can, you, can, you can relate to your pain and your problems in two different ways. Because Baruch Hashem, we all have problems. And I say that with MS. Baruch Hashem, we all have problems. We all have challenges. And the question that we ask ourselves is, there's two ways that I can respond to the pain and respond to the challenge. Am I going to let it stop me from growing and turn me away from other people? And to become somebody who is like self-protective and uninterested in helping other people? Or am I the type of person that uses that pain for the motivation to help Yenam? That when I'm going through a challenge, I'm going through a difficulty, that I can understand how, through my difficulty, I can help somebody else. How I can actually, it can spur me to actually raise somebody else up higher. It's like the purifying waters of pain, of difficulty, of challenges. When somebody has a challenge, it can build you. If you let it to build you. He had the hardest life. He had every single problem possible. And, and, Kenireh, not Kenireh, he took the message. Yaakov because he had reached that dagger that it wasn't the shell he's looking for anymore. He realized it's the manucha, And raising above the challenge, again, not pretending it doesn't exist. A lot of people, they relate to challenge, they just turn off their brain. That's not either. That doesn't work either. It's the ability to face the struggle, to learn and to derive the message from the struggle, and then to be able to apply it for yourself or, for, or to help somebody else. It's to then learn a lesson and a reason for behind that challenge. Yaakov that's the highest level. That's the level that is we should all get to. How can we be the types of people that we go through challenges, we go through pain, and again, all of us have challenges, all of us have pain. Is it going to stop us or is it going to build us? Too often we let the challenge stop us, and in session is bark we should have to let the challenge build us. So, is Sashem a wonderful Shabbos. All the best. Thank you for listening.